Hola, guapas, and welcome to episode 12 of the Hola, guapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host, Nisha Patash. I'm also the founder and creative at Hola, guapa, a digital community of almost 12,000 artists and creatives from all over the world, a blog, a website, an online shop, podcast, and most recently, a small batch slow fashion line. On this podcast, we take the creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips, and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success. For those who have ever experienced a creative lull or rut, <clears throat> that's all of us, this episode is for you. Mira Lou is what you would call dedicated to her craft. Still a student, Mira has cultivated a cult-like following of almost 97,000 followers on Instagram just in two years. She preaches the importance of sticking to a posting schedule and posting daily in order to crack that tricky Instagram algorithm. Rinse, wash, and repeat, ladies. Branding herself in each illustration by including her signature within the line work itself, it's no wonder her art is not only instantly recognizable, but also impactful. With sustainability as her mission, Mira Lou shares how changing mediums and listening to her audience's feedback were the catalysts to launching her career into designing tattoos, creating custom commission works, and even turning her illustrations into an inspired jewelry line. So if you haven't already, go check her out at M-I-R-A-A-L-O-U and give her a follow. Then head back here as we dive into the episode. And with that, let's get into the show. Okay, I'm, I'm Mira, or I, I, I think uh, most of the people that know me from Instagram know me as Mira Lu. <laughs> and um, Mira Lu is actually my real name, so my first and second name. And yeah, I'm, I'm a communication design student uh, here in Berlin and in Germany. And I am um, I'm doing photography and graphic design and also illustrating and illustrating is at the moment my my main job my main profession and I share a lot of my illustrations on Instagram and I think it started like 2 years ago or maybe 3 already I'm I'm not sure and yeah I I just started creating and illustrating and um, putting my illustrations out there and <laughs> and you've had I mean it exploded um, kind yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you had like amazing feedback I mean I think you're at like 100k followers on Instagram and yeah. you know I, I, I know even in your like bio, you talk about, you know, um, send me like an inquiry for, for tattoo illustrations. So, you know, people are obviously getting like your work tattooed on them. I mean, what is yeah. that like? Crazy. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, I can remember actually when, when the first request came for a tattoo design. And I think it was like a, a portrait design of... Uh, Lady Diana uh -huh. <laughs> from UK and I was I was so excited to design it and uh, I know that I I wanted to get every everything right every little detail because it it got inked on somebody's skin and it's so crazy 
and yeah and now it's it's kind of yeah a regular thing and so will people just reach out to you like over dm and say you know here's a here's a picture that i have and i want you to do an illustration of it i mean your your work is so like simple but so beautiful the way that you you sort of create this like almost like it looks like one line you know of of an illustration like you never pick up the pen which i'm sure you probably do but yes, I you know do. <laughs> it looks it looks so simple and you know i can obviously see it um tattooed easily but is that sort of how it, how it works that somebody will send you a photograph um yeah usually it works like this um there are different uh different ways to get to the final result and i think um i started with only drawing from reference photos so um i always um said i i would need a reference of exactly this uh the design that you want so a photograph of of a person in the in the exact pose um uh, how you would like it to be in the tattoo and um i think now more and more i can um move away from the reference um to create something that that is more surreal and more more a new creation um and yeah i i do have like two main styles and one is the one line like you said and it's in my style it 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 is mostly not only one line and i do do put off the pen from uh, from my tablet so it's not really a one single continuous line um but um it's like you could trace it along with only one line and you would move forward and backward to do this so it's not really continuous in one way um but there is no no loose ends or um every line touches other lines so everything is uh, connected and i have uh, another minimal style uh, which is not one line but also very minimal and only lines but there's more space between the lines and it's a little bit more calm i would say so the one line is more dynamic and the other minimal more more calm and simple and yeah basically it's that people come to me either with a reference photo or with an idea in general and um we talk a bit and um find a, a visual visualization of this idea so yeah. Now, how do you like how do you talk about like pricing for something like that i mean that's artwork that's going to be living on somebody's body for the rest of their life i mean it's almost even more powerful in a certain way than you know being hung on a wall in somebody's home it's it's on their skin how do you how do you like even start to think about pricing um you know for maybe anybody who's listening um thinking about you know charging to do their illustrations as tattoos as well i think uh, pricing is always uh, very personal very personal matter um of some kind and uh, i for example i don't uh make difference if somebody orders a custom design so a new design or a portrait portrait i, I draw um and i don't make a different price for if they want to just print it and hang it in their home or if they want to get it tattooed because i think getting something tattooed on your body inked in your skin it's it's such a personal decision and um yeah i wouldn't 
want to to limit this de decision by by making the price higher than if it would just be a print um, so you can order a custom design and it could be a tattoo design or it could be a, a custom portrait and it would be the same price so i wouldn't make it more expensive just for for it being a tattoo but i could understand if other artists would do this because it's yeah it's it's quite a thing yeah yeah like you said so do you do you have a tattoo of your work on your body <laughs> no actually not um i've been thinking about this yeah and not sure if i actually i want a tattoo um i'm i'm really sure about this but i'm not sure if it should be my own work <laughs> <laughs> it would be like um you know a walking advertisement <laughs> yeah yeah um Sort of speaking of you, I know something that I think is really cool is the way that you sort of incorporate your signature into your work as well. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that and, and your choice to include that in the actual uh, illustration versus, you know, putting it sort of in the bottom right corner? Yeah, um, it actually uh, started, I think... When I posted to Instagram and on my first posts, I, I didn't include a signature at all. And I sort of just didn't thought about it. And um, and then, then I remembered, yeah, people might repost. And I actually, I want to see that, that it's my art and some something should be in, in there uh, to recognize it as, as my art. So I... Uh, I started to invent this uh, signature that I incorporated it in the line, especially in the one line style. And um, I remember that I I uh, kept forgetting to including it. <laughs> so I posted work and then, oh no, I have to include my signature. So <laughs> I took it down again to repost it. Um, and I felt like I wanted to have my signature in there, but I didn't want to uh, to have it such a huge impact on the design itself or on the illustration itself. So I feel like my style is very minimal, and also I mostly draw in in black lines on on white space, and sometimes add color. But it mostly has a white a white space around the illustration. So this makes it fit. Um, together on my feet very good um, because there are no no lines that are cut off for example um, and I felt if I would include my signature on the in the corner like you said it would uh, somehow disturb the harmony so I um, I thought about including it in in the drawing itself and making it a part of it as I'm a part of the illustration as the artist um, and yeah, I uh, it started with a one-line style that I thought I can can just put it in here in a line, and I uh, continue to do it in, in other styles as, as well. And now I actually really like the part of including the signature. It's mostly I I create an illustration and only at the end I add the signature. Um, and I feel sometimes I can 
it can influence the illustration. So it makes a difference if I if I put it here next to the arm or, yeah. or next to the hair or at the bottom more or at the top. And it uh, kind of adds a weight, a focus point maybe. I don't know. But I really like to experiment with uh, where I actually incorporate it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I haven't seen that too often where somebody will include it just, you know, actually within the illustration. Yeah. Do you, when I you're doing like the tattoo work, do you also include it within the illustration? Um, no. Um, for a long time, I didn't uh, include my signature in custom works at all. And then more and more people uh, uh, started to ask me if I could include my signature because they wanted it there. Uh, and so I started including it. And when I have tattoo, custom tattoo designs, I always uh, mention in the email that my signature is included here only because it's my design. But of course, if they get it tattooed, they, they can leave out my signature because it's not maybe not something that you want to tattoo on your skin as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I think it's also, you know, Wild, I didn't know that you were still a student. Can yeah. you talk can you talk to us about that? I mean, you you seem, you know, on Instagram like you're such an established artist already, so to still be in school while you're, you know, you already have this like massive following. I mean, it's is it how did it happen? How did it unfold? Yeah, um so actually um, before I started studying, um, uh, I mostly made photography, like portrait photography. Um, so a lot of, uh, of it, uh, self-portraits as well. So I guess I always had, um, some visual outputs of emotions or, or stories I wanted to tell. And, when I uh, started studying communi communication design, um, I learned more to see the message behind what I created and the purpose. So I, before I think, I always had my emotions or my personal thoughts behind my works. But um, at university, I I learned to really communicate with with the design or the art I made. And I felt that my photography sometimes was too only only pretty, only like pretty photos and uh, not enough messages behind. So um, um, yeah, I started to invest more in my studying and somehow lost a bit the connection to photography because it felt only, yeah, like only creating pretty things that are not really meaningful. And, but I realized that the creative output I had through photography um, was really important and I, I missed it um, next to my studying. So I started illustrating, um, which, I, which I already did when I was a kid. I always drew very much, but not really professional or, um, not really with much focus focus and yeah so 
illustrating them came became my new passion and I felt like I wasn't limited there because it wasn't was something new and um, as I had um, shared my photography on Instagram and Facebook and social media in general before as well um, it felt naturally to me to share my illustrations as well and yeah I, I noticed that the feedback I, I got was much more intense and simply more um, uh, from my illustrations than I got for photography. And, and this, I think, was, uh, was a huge part uh, which inspired me to create and to, which motivated me to co continue to create more and experiment. And yeah, I think it started for, for myself and just for me and then a whole community grew out of it and it really grew bigger than I thought it would be in the beginning. And yeah. now it's like I'm focusing on illustration work for Instagram and also mainly for, uh, for my work and for custom works and jobs. But um, at university, I actually do very different things as well. So like simple graphic design, typography, and yeah not only illustrating actually <laughs> but illustrating is the part i mostly mostly share online <laughs> wow i mean it's so inspiring i think a lot of the times people think that they have to get like their education or their degree you know or they have to have just been graduated before they can launch a website or launch an instagram or call themselves an artist and i think like what you've done is so inspiring because I think, you know, you talk about starting with photography and then maybe experimenting with illustration and you just sort of followed the feedback, which I think is, is kind of a cool perspective. Um, and, you know, even to talk about like the photography being more pretty and then your illustrations having more meaning. I mean, obviously it's sort of hit stricken a chord or, you know, you, you've found your lane definitely like based on the feedback and based on, you know, how many people like love your work, I, I'm assuming, you know, from around the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think um, if I had planned, planned it beforehand that I, I wanted to uh, become an illustration artist and have a yeah. huge audience, maybe it wouldn't have worked this way. Yeah. Uh, um, I really, really like how it uh, has developed, developed itself. So because I just started sharing what I liked and um, created uh, what I felt, my emotions, my thoughts, my stories. And I think that is really important to know if you want to start because um, I actually get a lot of questions from um, from people that's that's that start an art account um, and they ask me what can they do to improve or how can they um, share their art or become more popular and I know that this is um, that if you want to share your art you're of course thinking about this um, how to get more feedback how to get more likes and stuff but actually I think it matters most that you uh, create things that are important to you and you um, tell your own story and spread your own message because that's the most important thing that you have. This, this is what makes you yourself and this is what other people 
will don't uh, don't have and can't can create so um yeah being you and creating things from from your point of view is what can make you unique i guess yeah i mean i think that that's like a really key takeaway something you know what we're talking about i think is what was it three years that you grew to this audience size or about how long I'm not entirely sure. Okay. <laughs> two. <laughs> two or three I years. <laughs> I mean, and, and like to have that kind of organic growth is just wild. Like, do you, is there something that you did or something that you can say that um, really like moved the needle for you as far as, you know, gaining such a large following? Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I mostly think that Instagram is also a very interesting tool for this. So with algorithms and yeah, basically calculations of what people like. And so Instagram decides what to show and what not. So um, I feel like this sometimes is more like a lottery and not always depends on stuff that I do or um, that I share but um, I I can always recommend to make like a, a schedule that works for you so that you can um, start to post uh, with a kind of regularity so I started to post um, always on the same same time so I tried to post uh, daily but this uh, isn't always possible so I always struggle with it sometimes it's uh, I manage and there are illustrations I do and it's it keeps flowing but um, sometimes I I just yeah don't have the time or I'm not I'm not feeling creative or I try to draw something and it doesn't work out <laughs> um, but posting regularly is uh, is really important I think uh, for that uh, aud uh, an audience that you have um, regular regularly uh, sees sees your posts and is reminded of of your presence and of your of your art um, and they can build a connection with you and for me what was also important that um, when I'm drawing I'm sometimes I'm drawing uh, from reference photos that I shoot myself. So like um, I create photos and then put them together in a way to, to create my drawing. And very often I also uh, draw images or photos that I find on the internet or see on Instagram, for example. Um, and then I always uh, tag the person who's uh, photo it was originally to uh, so I give I give credit basically because um, of course it's my style and I create something new but uh, it's based on on the reference photo and I feel like it was really important um, that other accounts that also were larger as me sometimes um, saw my art saw that I drew them and uh, liked this and shared it in their stories as well. So this is a huge new audience you can reach um, through this. So I think as an artist, illustration artist especially, especially 
this is the great way to um yeah to reach new people and i feel like those are a few points that that can help but um in general as i said in the beginning i sometimes feel it's it's like a bit random <laughs> when when posts are getting a high number of likes or you have a a high reach because i i also i had i had weeks in uh, and days in which i i grew a lot and so many new followers uh, came to my profile and i i didn't know exactly why and then i had a month in between where yeah where I've, i i i was stuck at a certain number of followers and i i didn't know why so and from my side i felt that that nothing really changed from from my behavior or from what i posted um but the the new followers were very very different sometimes there are a lot a lot new newcomers and sometimes not and i think i can uh can uh, make an impact with what i post i, I know a few things that that are um, better liked than others but um sometimes I felt it was a bit randomly. Like, what would you say um, is something that, you know, is, is more liked versus something that's not? It's it's really actually interesting to talk about the algorithm for a second and hear your take on it from somebody who's posting consistently. And, you know, some like you say, sometimes you get stuck and sometimes you have this huge burst. It's it's it, It's interesting to me, you know, that whole side of it as well. Because, you know, you call it a lottery, obviously you know your work is incredible but it, it it's interesting to hear that that perspective i think you asked about uh which posts are more liked than others yes and um actually uh, this this is a thing which i uh, discussed in my post today because it um really i really struggled with it uh, the past few weeks and or I, I have been struggling with it for some time, but the last few weeks I really uh, felt a pressure. Um, so I I noticed that um, also most like most illustrations that are um, not so meaningful, but or do not have a very uh, very strong message or very serious message, but are rather like very emotional um for example like couple portraits like um a kissing couple or um uh, simple one-line drawings of mostly mostly girls mostly uh girls that have that are slim and have uh, have a um idealized body shape um mostly those posts get the most likes and I feel like uh, those illustrations are yeah, kind of a bit mainstream. I think it's like the, the typical beauty ideal that we see a lot on social media already. Um, and yeah, I definitely noticed that uh, these, these posts uh, get most of the likes. And I, I can, yeah, it's mostly it's uh, guaranteed that when i post something like this that that the likes will be will be good maybe not uh, be maybe not the the highest but it definitely uh, will be average or over average um 
for my for my standards and um, then other times when I post like about uh, topics that are more serious like environmental problems or social problems um, like for example I posted a lot of illustrations um, about the uh, climate crisis as well and about the Black Lives Matter movement uh, now recently and I noticed that those posts that are delivering a deeper message and more thoughts, more critical thoughts as well maybe, um, that usually those posts get not as much attention. Mm. And um, yeah, I really struggle with this a lot because I really like to create beautiful drawings and aesthetic drawings as well. And um, I, I think that's absolutely fine as well um, as an artist to create um, yeah, feel-good art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's also really important to me to, to uh, make a change through mm -hmm. my art and to raise awareness for um, specific topics and it's kind of frustrating when you know you actually have a big audience and you want to share a topic that is really important to you or you think it's important in general it's important for the world uh, to see this um, and then you see that only you get only half the reach or yeah. Even Why do you think that is? I think social media is a place for us to to see idolized lifestyles and images that are that show us something that we like or that we want to like and yeah, more like something that is pretty to look at and that doesn't make you feel bad necessarily. I, you can see uh, a perfect lifestyle and this can make you feel bad. But um, like more, you can see a pretty facade and do not have to conf confrontate yourself with, with problems or... With, with something that you need to change or mm -hmm. yeah I think it's it's that it's uncomfortable to confront yourself with with problems or crisis something like that mm -hmm. and I feel this is the main reason why why more people like a kissing couple and it's love love mm -hmm. everybody knows love in some kind and and relate and yeah something like being more sustainable or the climate crisis is ah no not today i not know i know i know that those two topics and in particular are super important to you and you talk a lot about you know sort of like your footprint and even as an artist the things that you're doing to make an impact and um you know you talk about sending sort of screenshots of files 
sort of to reduce your footprint, you talk about only working on one device at a time. Can you, can you talk a little bit about why that's so important to you and, you know, so why, how, why or how you've taken these different steps? Yeah, I feel like um, I, I was raised a bit with, um, with sustainable, uh, sustainability and focus. So my uh, parents um, already, yeah, only shopped uh, organic food and uh, not the cheapest of the cheapest um, to yeah to promote a, a more sustainable lifestyle. And I think um, this was my base where I started in general because I was raised like this, and I felt I feel like I. I've grown a lot um, from from the space in, in my personal life. So, I, for example, I'm I'm vegan for I think five years now, um, um, and through this, um, I learned about a lot of environmental problems and how how our actions influence our environment. Um, so living vegan is a huge point of my identity now, I would say, because that really reflects my, my personal opinions and, uh, yeah, how I want to treat my environment and other people and other living beings. And another point is, uh, like the consumption of things like, um, fast fashion or slow fashion um, and I started to reduce my uh, my fast fashion purchases as well so I I mostly buy uh, thrifted clothes so I think for yeah also four to three years I almost haven't bought anything new except for uh, for shoes and lingerie, of course. Wow. Um, and yeah, I feel like this is such an important part of me and it's something that also gives me joy. I, I like to try to act um, as sustainable as possible and I think um, there are a lot of opportunities there and I discovered so much so much new ways of living through this and um, so it's really inspiring uh, to me in some kind and yeah when when it became more and more clear that um, illustration uh, was going to be my main job at the moment and also Instagram a huge part of this um, I thought it it's important for me to um, to transport my sustainable approach and way of life into my work life as well because my work um, actually takes a lot of time out of my life at the moment and so i started to uh, to look after after ways how to be sustainable in my work as well and i started to follow people that are including sustainability into their work life as well as designers for example 
and yeah i think it's it's sometimes really astounding to see how sustainability can be a part of so many different uh, areas in your life um for example i for the longest time i haven't thought about the uh, carbon footprint that um or the um, carbon dioxide offset you have when you use a computer when you write emails when you google stuff and all this um, consumes energy and um, offsets co2 so it became aware for me that this also has a huge impact on on our environment and on my personal carbon footprint um, so i felt like it was kind of my responsibility as well if i wanted to live sustainably that i checked myself while working as well so yeah you mentioned a few things i i already do like trying to not use all my electronic devices when working um, at the same time so i'm drawing uh, on an ipad for example and so i try to switch off my my laptop um, and large display i have uh, while working on the ipad because i actually don't need them and i know that in the beginning i always had everything in place and everything constantly working and it's just unnecessary i think and we have to um, learn a new awareness of uh, how we use our resources and that digital resources are, are there as well it's also um yeah we take it for granted that it's there and we can't really see how resources are used for this and i try to uh, yeah make it aware for me again to use use this consciously yeah you know it's interesting to to hear you talk about sort of not googling images while you're drawing something else or you know even as research and at the same time you talk about using sort of your own photography as a reference and you know even that will sort of help to reduce a carbon footprint if you're using your own photography so it really goes your process you know really goes full circle it's so cool yeah but um i also have to say it's not that i'm managing not browsing through the internet or right. not browsing through instagram i'm human as well and right. <laughs> um yeah so i definitely uh use all the digital advantages as well but i try to uh, do it more consciously and especially in something like a workflow where I can incorporate things like this, steps like this easily, I, I try to do it. It's really, really cool. I love what you've done and what you've built. Is there, I mean, you're so young, but is there something that you would even tell yourself maybe three or four years ago, um, sort of any piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I feel like um, that's an advice I would even give myself now because I yeah. feel like it's hard to 
it's it's an advice that you would give everybody but it's hard to accept for yourself um and that would be to not be too hard on yourself and that it's normal to struggle and i feel like i very often struggle with with my ideal perception of um how i would like things to go um for example also sustainable um what i want to achieve and how i want to work and um, how i want to be a better version of myself or something and yeah it can get really frustrating or depressing when you feel like it doesn't work out and i'm not doing enough for example mm -hmm. and i feel that's an advice i would i would love to give me mm -hmm. <laughs> um an earlier version of me and also also now um because often you lose track of what's what's important and what you're already doing and yeah yeah that's that's a really good like sort of key takeaway is just to be gentle with yourself especially now you know things are not you know schedules aren't normal it, it's yeah, just we're definitely. not living in i mean I, i don't think that anybody wants to go back to sort of what we used to consider normal but i mm -hmm. think that you know things are just out of sync or out of whack right now with with the pandemic and it is a really good reminder to just be gentle with yourself like during this time yeah definitely What can we look towards for the future with you? Do you have anything on the horizon up up and coming or are you just focused on graduating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the moment I I try to to manage uh, university and illustrating jobs at the same time. So I'm I'm not sure how how fast I will be at graduating or if I will take some, some more time. <laughs> um, yeah, but in general, I, I feel like uh, that's all I talk about, but um, I actually want to incorporate sustainability even more into my work. And I feel like what I mentioned earlier, that, that sometimes it's, it's hard to post about um, serious, serious stuff. And I, I want to find uh, a way to, to um, merge my art better with important topics and not to struggle so much with um, being torn between posting pretty stuff and important stuff. And I feel like this is what will be most important for me in the future and how I will develop myself and where I want to, to put focus. And yeah, actually I'm, I'm also never sure how the future will evolve because I'm, I'm never sure how, how much longer I will, this whole, this whole illustrating thing will, will go and, um, I don't know if there someday will will be a stop and I will make something different. I don't know. Um, but at the moment, I, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm also very, very lucky to have so many new opportunities in inside illustration itself. So I'm always 
always really really happy and astounded by new opportunities and new projects that are sometimes so different from projects that I did before, even though they're all illustration work. And yeah, so I'm really, really excited for, for the future and what projects, which projects will come. I'm yeah. so looking forward to seeing what you do. I mean, I don't see you stopping illustrating anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not at least. And I think it is really encouraging, you know, to hear you talk about wanting to sort of um, not struggle as much to um, figure out whether or not you're going to post something that will be well received versus something that's, you know, really important to you. And I think there's probably a lot of creatives that struggle with that. Like, you know, that something gets more attention or more traction or more likes. And so you're more inclined to continue posting that kind of content. I mean, mm -hmm. whether it be even, you know, just regular content or, or art in general. And so it is kind of interesting to think how we're living in this digital age and how, you know, that can actually dictate what you start to create. And so it's yeah. really cool to hear you talk about uh, wanting that to be your goal, you know, to, to change that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be amazing. And I, I think to achieve that, I, or uh, everybody in general needs to, yeah, stop struggling so much with, with this decision and just um, keep creating from their hearts and doing what they, what they love and what is important to them. And I, I feel, at least in my bubble, it feels like uh, it's changing already and that some things are evolving in a brighter future. So, so I hope. I love that. Bring a bit of change. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Ending on a positive note, it was so good to have you on and I loved Thank getting you. to chat with you. Is there anywhere that, I mean, share where we can find you on Instagram, your website. What's the best way to get in contact? Actually, I'm, I'm really responding to my DMs at Instagram a lot. So you... It's definitely sure that I will read the message and I always do my best to answer all, all messages. So yeah, feel free to reach out via Instagram and say hi. What's your handle? Um, it's Mira Lu, um, but with two A's. So like M-I-R-A-A-L-O-U, U. <laughs> only one you but i perfect <laughs> pronounce it in german <laughs> <laughs> perfect i love it thank you so much mira yeah thank you for having me <laughs> bye bye thank you so much for listening to this episode with mira lu i hope you gained as much value and inspiration from her story as i did if you love what you heard, please make sure you rate and review this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. It really helps to spread episodes like this one to other creatives looking for their daily dose of inspiration. Plus, I would be forever grateful. But before we go, if you haven't already, make sure you head over to olaguapa.com to check out this month's collection of guapa gals, including a new line of candles for the women who just can't get enough of those fresh spring and summer scents and a new minimal and modern dangle line you don't want to miss out on. So head over to olaguapa.com and discover your new favorite female-owned and artist-made brands today. With that, 
Have a beautiful week, Wapas, and as always, sending you tons of inspiration and lots and lots of love.